Hello, friends. This is Nathan Powell. I co-host a brand new podcast called Dynasty Double Take with Dan Sanyo. We join the DLF family of podcasts with unique Dynasty arguments in a short 10 to 12 minute format. Dan and I love to debate Dynasty, and we hope you enjoy our banter as we discuss topics like trade offers, coaching, draft capital, and much, much more. listening to the DLF Dynasty Podcast, where there is no off-season. Welcome to the final preseason edition of the DLF Dynasty Podcast. I am your host, Dan. I'm here with Ryan and Matt. As always, Ryan, only, like, really we're down to hours until the NFL season kicks off. We were just talking about setting lineups, which it's been too long since we've, we've all done that. You got to be just aching for Thursday night to get here. Yes, yeah, definitely anxious. Glad to be done with the preseason. I think there's I think there's uh, information to pull from the preseason, but still glad it's over. Still ready for some real football. I've always thought there there was information to gather. I really thought that this year was the least telling preseason we've had in a long time. A lot of a lot of teams sitting on their on their starters and, and not allowing them to play more than one or two series in the entire preseason, which is odd. It, it seems like coaching staffs around the league have settled into playing these guys at least in week three and giving them that, that quote-unquote dress rehearsal, and we didn't see as much of that this year. And that's what we've all always said. You know, we always question – why are they even playing these guys in games that don't matter? And Todd Gurley doesn't need snaps in the in a preseason game to be ready for week one. And it, it's funny, it, we always hear that it's a copycat league. And it, McVay in L.A. made it clear he wasn't going to play his guys pretty much at all in the, the entire preseason. Uh, Gurley didn't play at all. I, I don't think Jared Goff played very much. We really didn't see hardly any of those guys. And then other teams started doing that as well. So that's just um, in a in a four week span. That's a great example, I think, of how it is a copycat league. They see one young coach who's already shown to be a trendsetter in different ways doing that, and other teams follow suit. Yeah, and as dynasty owners, we all can appreciate that because it keeps our star players healthy. Uh, and and even those some of those up and coming players, we we saw very little of of some of the big young players in the league. I guess Jarek McKinnon fans can can kind of turn a a, a a very angry cheek towards that because he didn't play much and he, he even got hurt. Matt, are you ready for the season to start? Yeah, buddy. Uh, preseason was, was fun for about two weeks, and then like I think you guys were talking about uh, how not even really the starters played in week three, so I was actually looking forward to week three, and then that was kind of a bust, too. So there were a few exciting things, like like Ryan said, uh, a few p- pieces of information to take into the season, but uh, I, I think we were all ready to be wrong about everything we thought all off season in, in just a, under a week here. Yeah, we're we're all fired up as well as all of our listeners for the for the season to kick off on Thursday night and especially for Sunday to kick in. Sit down in front of the TV and watch like 10 hours of football. That sounds like so much fun. 
right now. So this is going to be one of the fun episodes that we get to do every year, fellas. It's our prediction show. So we're going to start with some of the fantasy predictions on, you know, pretty much most of them will be 2018 specific, but we'll sprinkle in a little dynasty content along with it. And then we'll try to forecast the NFL season for the listeners as well. We'll see what we can be wrong about this year. Let's start with those fantasy predictions, guys. I, th- I think all of us would probably choose the same rookie of the year if we had to choose. So let's break it down by positions. After that, we'll go into some sleepers and then get into our fantasy MVPs. So, Ryan, why don't you kick us off with your rookie quarterback of the year and why? Yeah, so I'm going with Josh Rosen. Um, obviously, with the rookie quarterbacks, it's I think you have to start with who are who's going to play, right? Who are we going to see? And we're pretty sure at this point we are going to see Sam Darnold and Josh Allen starting Week One um, of of those Big Five. Uh, and we're also pretty sure we won't be seeing Lamar Jackson or Baker Mayfield probably for quite a while. I would say what at least a month in in Mayfield's case maybe longer and and at this point we know Lamar Jackson's opening the season as the quarterback three in Baltimore so he may not play all year um, that leaves me with Rosen I, I I'm a I've been a Rosen fan I'm not a fan or a believer in Sam Bradford at all um, in including or, or especially when you factor in his health um, I, I do like the weapons there in Arizona uh, Larry Fitzgerald, a, a, about as safe as it gets, um, both in the NFL and, and in fantasy terms. And then the, another rookie, Christian Kirk, has also played well, and we know they get David Johnson back. Uh, I think it's a pretty good situation for a rookie quarterback, and I expect to see Rosen pretty quickly uh, into the season, maybe maybe again a, around a month or so. Yeah, I, I struggled with this one myself, Ryan. I was going back and forth between Rosen and Sam Darnold, and I kind of gave the edge to Darnold because it seems as if he's going to be that starter earlier and, and has the chance to make an impact. I do think your point about the weapons that Rosen potentially has at his disposal in Arizona being so much stronger than the ones Darnold will be playing with in New York certainly should factor in, but the chance to get... Uh, four, six, eight, ten, sixteen more games in a rookie season uh, was was kind of the tipping point for me. I went with Darnold. I, th- I think he was the uh, that second quarterback taken for a reason. And although I'm, I'm I'm not I'm not way more supportive of Darnold than I am of Rosen. I, I do like both of them. I think because he's playing a little bit earlier and has the confidence of that that front office and that coaching staff. That, that's what took me over the top with Darnold. Matt, who'd you go with? Yeah, I went with Darnold, too, and, and went back and forth like you did with Rosen. And, I mean, you guys pretty much covered it all. I, I'm, I'm less confident that Bradford won't play for a while. I think the, the biggest scenario for, for Bradford, uh, you know, for Rosen playing early is if Bradford gets hurt. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it seems like it's a likely thing that's going to happen, but, but it's just enough doubt to push me towards, uh, towards Darnold, I guess. So since we kind of stole your thunder on the rookie quarterback of the year, why don't you kick us off for the rookie 
running back of the year. <laughs> I, th- I think it's going to be Saquon, you guys. Uh, I don't really know. There's much more to say. He's going to get the most opportunity of anybody. The the hamstring early in the season is is or early in the preseason is never good for for running backs heading into the opening season. You kind of break the seal on that, you know, and, and it does worry me a little bit. But I don't really think there's any other pick here. Ryan, I know you're going with Barkley. I'm going with Barkley as well. Let's throw one more in here. Sands Barkley. Who's that second rookie running back that you're excited to see that could put up big numbers, Ryan? I don't know if I'm excited to see this guy necessarily, but I think if I were to choose a second option based on what we've seen so far and and just what we know here as the season is set to begin, I think it has to be Royce Freeman. Um, he's He's not a guy that, uh, I've been a supporter of or, or a fan of necessarily, and I don't I don't think I have any shares on on my dynasty teams. I know Matt is is a big believer in him, but the situation's good. Um, you know, Devonte Booker just has has struggled basically every opportunity he's been given, and they they keep going back to him. So I, I just think Freeman will end up uh, dominating that backfield this year. Yeah, there's a good chance of that. For me, it'd probably be Nick Chubb. I'd like to see him get that opportunity in Cleveland. I watched each one of his carries in the preseason. It seemed very up and down. Uh, he seems like that that the most the sec- or at least the second most talented tailback in this class. Now that we're not going to see Darius Geis play at, in his rookie year. Uh, so I would go with Chubb. I hope he gets that chance. I'm not sure that he will with those other tailbacks in Cleveland. Matt, who you got is that second running back in this rookie class? I'm going to go with with Freeman and and carry on one of those two. Uh, we talked about last show, I think, how how carry on has these two blocks in front of him and, and Blunt and and uh, theoretic kind of blocking both aspects of, of his game. But I just think he's going to end up being better than both of them and going to see a lot more work than we do. And then, like Ryan said, I think that that Royce is just going to take that job. Um, and, and run with it, so to speak. So um, if there was another guy that I think is in the running, I've been down on, on Sonny Michelle pretty much the entire offseason, especially with that injury and the fumbles that he had early on. But it seems like he's getting healthy, and maybe he doesn't play week one too much. But, you know, if, he's, if he is healthy, maybe he gets in the mix and, and makes a run for that number two spot. Let's move to the pass catchers. We'll start with wide receivers. Ryan, who do you think the rookie wide receiver of the year will be, and how useful – Will that guy be for fantasy owners? It's a fun category because I think there are there are so many options. I I ended up going with Christian Kirk again, going back to the Rosen conversation and kind of what I expect from the Cardinals. We've seen Kirk play well this preseason. Uh, didn't necessarily have a ton of competition for a starting role. Uh, we know it's it's pretty thin there after Fitzgerald as far as the receiving group. That that's good news for him that he is going to see. Plenty of opportunity, uh, and and that's one of the big reasons I went with him. Matt, who you got at receiver? I went with your boy Calvin Ridley. I, I really think he's in the pretty much the best spot of any of the rookie wide receivers. I guess you could make an argument for for DJ Moore in terms of the volume might get because he's going to be the best wide receiver on that team. But I really like it when the rookies start out with a legitimate threat opposite them to kind of take the pressure off a little bit. So uh, I, I like the Falcons as, as a whole to kind of bounce back this year and Ridley to be a pretty big part of that. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see that because I got Ridley all over the place and. I'd love to see him at least be a flex play as a rookie. That'd be a pretty impressive rookie season. I I toyed with the idea of choosing Ridley, but ended up taking Anthony Miller, 
I feel I, I'm I'm a believer in what the Bears are doing. I like that core that they've put together in just a single off season really to surround Trubisky with talent. And while he might have to spread the ball out quite a bit with Allen Robinson and the running backs and our guy Trey Burton all in place, it seems like Anthony Miller grabbed hold of that slot job early in the offseason and has not let go. I had the chance to watch him in the preseason as well, and, and he really impressed me. I'm a believer. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid on what he's doing. I'm glad I got him in the places that I did. I think he could have the biggest rookie season of all these wide receivers, and if he does, it could be as impactful as perhaps even a wide receiver three and Dynasty owners would love to see that in his first year on the roster. Let's go to the tight ends, guys. I went a little bit off script at tight end. I took Dallas Goddard, and not necessarily because I think he's the best tight end out there. I think he has the best chance of scoring the most points among the rookie tight ends. I love Mike Gusecki. I think he'll do the traditional up-and-down rookie season, might flash a couple times. I could see him having an O.J. Howard-type year. Meanwhile, I feel like Goddard has the chance to play with a lot of talent, going to be a red zone threat. I really do see six or eight touchdowns, and that's probably going to be enough to lead tight ends in fantasy scoring. So I'm going to go with Goddard. Matt, who do you have? I, I really wanted to pick Goddard, and I do. I am buying into the, the fact that they're going to use a lot of two tight end sets, especially early on My Alshon is out. Um, so I, I really wanted to pick him, but I, I went with Gusecki just because of the opportunity I think he's going to have. He's in an offense with, you know, it's mostly devoid of talent in the receiving game. He's going to catch a lot of balls, I think, and, and, and be that guy for, for Ryan Tann- Tannehill, you know. So I went with him, but I don't hate the Goddard pick at all. I, I, he's, he's my favorite tight end in this class for sure. Ryan, do you concur? Uh, I concur with Matt. Yes, I went with Gasecki as well. <laughs> I, uh, I've said a couple times this offseason or preseason that I actually expect Gasecki to finish as a tight end one. I think he'll be in the top 12 tight ends. They've treated him as their starter uh, essentially since day one, and it really reminds me a lot of uh, how the Giants, I guess, treated or, or used Evan Ingram early last year, they weren't concerned about uh, pass blocking issues or any of that, uh, or run blocking, I guess I should say. But I don't know if Gasecki will see quite the, <laughs> that level of numbers. I think Ingram was maybe tight in five last year. I'm sure Matt has all that memorized. But <laughs> um, I do think Gasecki finishes as the tight end one, uh, so I will go with him. Fellas, let's move on to... More rookie conversation, I guess. Uh, I want to know the rookie that makes the most impactful jump in ADP from August of 2018 until August of 2019. Ryan, who do you have for that one? I'm going right back to Mike Gusecki. Um, and again, that's just based on what I just talked about. If he does finish as a tight end one, if I'm correct on that, then I think he sees a huge jump in ADP right now. He's tight end 15 overall in our ADP. Uh, around the 120 mark so if he plays well as a rookie i think he's up into that tight end six seven uh range at least yeah and that would that would certainly create a big jump in adp for sure matt who do you have I went with Traquan Smith, currently wide receiver 69. I think he's going to win that wide receiver two role across from from Michael Thomas in New Orleans there in that high-powered offense. Uh, So I like him. I think Cam Meredith is better suited to the slot. 
Um, and that's kind of be where he plays, and Smith kind of has that that bigger upside on the outside. So uh, I went with Smith. I think he could end up being like a wide receiver three ADP wise by this time next year. That would be nice. I wouldn't mind that one bit. I dug a little bit deeper than Smith, although I like your selection there. I went with Marquez Valdez Scantling, although I really should just say one of the Packers receivers, whichever one <laughs> kind of grabs hold of the opportunity. And I think there will be an opportunity at some point to play uh, along with Adams or and Cobb. And, you know, Geronimo Allison has a stranglehold of that number three job right now. I'd, if I had to pet, I would say the next guy in line would be Marquez Valdez-Scantling. He flashed in the preseason, certainly looks to have some explosiveness to go along with that 6'4 frame, uh, can jump out of the building, it sure seems like, and that's the kind of guy they've been looking for. If he gets a chance, he could make a splash for Dynasty owners this year. Let's go to the same question, but for second-year players, let's talk a little bit about the sophomores. Which rookie from 2017, Matt? is going to make that impactful jump in ADP from now until a year from now. I hate to to say this, or I hate to admit this, but I'm I'm starting to buy in a little bit into John Ross coming back. I, I know this is <laughs> this is not going to be a popular opinion, but uh, he showed me you know what he can really do when he's healthy this preseason. I don't know if you guys watched that Buffalo game where he had that 57 yard touchdown catch, and he like caught it about the 10 yard line and juke two defenders like basically to the ground and then ran into the end zone. So if he is healthy, then I I really like him to to bounce back from that wide receiver 62 ADP where he's going now. Um, you know. He's got that first, that, that top 10 pedigree. Uh, uh, so I think there's a good chance that if he remains healthy, he can, he can really make some noise this year. Ryan, I've been listening to your analysis for a long time. I'm sure you agree with Matt. <laughs> you know, I, I almost picked Ryan's guy. So Yeah, I'm, I am starting to come around a little bit on, on Ross. I certainly hope he is able to stay healthy. Um, not, not quite enough. Uh, not quite sold enough to pick him in this category, but I, I don't mind the idea. Uh, no, I went with Taewon Taylor, who's been uh, one of my favorite guys this offseason. Uh, he really he really started out strong in the preseason. I know he had that one huge game uh, in week, I believe it was week three, week two or week three of the preseason. Um, but there there have been some reasons to be a little bit concerned as well, or, or at least the, the, for the hype to slow down as the preseason wrapped up. Uh, Marcus Mariota has not looked great in this preseason and in, in some limited playing time. And uh, Taewon Taylor was actually getting out snapped by Tajay Sharp, which is just hard to believe actually. Uh, but he was, he was playing behind Tajay Sharp. So I'm, I'm still on the Taylor train, but maybe slowing it down just a little bit right now. He's wide receiver 72 uh, I do think I, I, I was. I still wouldn't be surprised if he outscores Rashard Matthews uh, in fantasy points. Yeah, I I leaned towards Taylor as well, and I'll have my chance to talk about him in a few minutes. I went with Mike Williams though, and and it's kind of a similar situation to Taylor. He's flashed in the preseason, caught that fade in the back of the end zone that caught dynasty owners' attention, and instantly. We all thought of, well, that's the guy they need across from Keenan Allen, but it appears in Los Angeles like Terrell Williams and Travis Benjamin are going to play in front of him. At least that's what it looked like in the last couple weeks. 
of the preseason. It's a travesty if that's the the case. It seems like Williams could be on the field. Nevertheless, I feel like he's going to be that red zone threat, that big guy. Of course, Antonio Gates signed over the weekend, so he's going to dip into that. A lot of people thought that Williams could handle that role, and maybe maybe Gates will at least take a piece of that back. Nonetheless, I, I feel like Williams is going to make an impact. He's going to move up from that wide receiver 43 ADP that we see him at currently. Let's talk a little bit about sleepers, fellas, and we're going to start at quarterback. I'll kick this one off. I think we all went with vets, and I went with one of the oldest vets. I took Eli Manning. He's currently quarterback 34 in Dynasty, and, you know, we've heard the the talk all offseason about if if you think Saquon Barkley is going to be a top running back, if you think Evan Ingram is going to be a top tight end, and, and all of us think Odell Beckham Jr. when healthy is going to be one of the top wide receivers. Somebody has to be throwing those those guys the football, getting it in their hands, and that's Eli Manning. I, I, I just feel like he's going to outperform that ADP easily and could potentially even be a quarterback one in super flex, flex leagues he was almost free this offseason or as, at least as free as quarterbacks can be in super flex and I'll gladly put him into that second quarterback slot in my leagues Matt who you have for your sleeper quarterback yeah as as I get a little bit more excited about this Cincinnati offense I have come back to Andy Dalton a little bit at quarterback 28 ADP in August uh, he's ne- last year in a in a terrible offense he was he was quarterback 17 he's never finished below quarterback 18 he's had a quarterback 5 and a quarterback 12 season on his resume uh, and I think this is the healthiest and maybe the most talented offense he's had maybe in his entire career. You know, A.J. Green's back. Uh, like I talk, just talked about, John Ross is looking good. Tyler Eifert's actually healthy, and, and they seem to be uh, wanting to you keep him on kind of a snap count and, and use him on high-leverage situations. So um, that's good. Obviously, Joe Mixon and Geo in the backfield. So I'm excited about Dalton this season, uh, especially in Superflex League. So um, I went with the, the Bengal. Ryan, who'd you take? Kind of feel like I'm cheating a little bit. I took Alex Smith, but uh, surprisingly, he is still outside of that quarterback two range, according to our Dynasty ADP's quarterback 25. Uh, there, I've seen numerous people projecting him as as a quarterback one this season, as a top 12 quarterback. Uh, of course, we know all the story as far as the the move to Washington, and and the folks there seem pretty excited about him, even though. Um, they lost Kirk Cousins, and Matt was talking about Andy Dalton, his pick, but really the only time Andy Dalton's ever been good in his career is when he was playing for Jay Gruden, and we've seen we've seen the type of uh, quarterback production Gruden gets from his quarterbacks, including Dalton, including Cousins, and I think Smith is next in line for that. Ryan, let's move to the running back position. Who'd you pick over there? Yeah, I went with uh, Matt Breda, which, of course, is... Oh, you cheated again. I did, yes, yes. (laughs) Um, Of course, this is impacted by recent news. We learned over the weekend that Jarek McKinnon would be out for the year. Right now, Breda is uh, RB51. We actually just started collecting ADP for September, and uh, obviously we all expect him to climb from that, uh, that number. So he'll certainly be higher. Um, maybe even I don't know. What do you think, guys? Maybe as high as like RB thirty-five or so. I think he could he could see a big jump. Uh, but with McKinnon done for the year, we'll see Breda and we'll see Alfred Morris kind of sharing that backfield. At least that's the 
expectation early on. Matt, who'd you go with at running back for your sleeper? I actually had Breda written down, but I, I, I felt bad picking <laughs> it because I thought it was cheating <laughs> a little bit. Um, so I went a little bit deeper. A guy I really like watching this this offseason and another offense that I, I've seen. I feel like I'm, we're, there's a lot of value in right now, um, and that's the the Denver Broncos. Uh, Philip Lindsay, run, currently running back 87 in the preseason. He has 13 carries for 70 yards. has caught four or five targets for 58 yards and a touchdown. And he looked so good that he didn't even play in, in the fourth preseason game. So it says to me that the Broncos really want to uh, – uh, include him and I think he's already better than Devontae Booker and it will take that passing down role at some point this season from him so uh, and, and I think the future backfield there is going to be Freeman and Lindsey uh, going forward so I, I really like him to to rise a decent amount this year maybe maybe into the top 50 running backs maybe not uh, up into like the running back three range by any means but at least into the top 50. Yeah I, I actually think they made the wrong decision I think D'Angelo Henderson is the better tailback. And I know what Philip Lindsay did throughout the, the preseason. I would have rather seen Henderson get those opportunities uh, more, more than both those running backs that you talked about in Denver. Uh, but I digress. I, I, I actually went to, with Aaron Jones as mine. He's currently the running back 38. It seems like that suspension, uh, two-game suspension only, or not only, but... It's, he's just going to miss the first two games and come back healthy. And, and, you know, the other running backs on that roster, and there's only a couple of them, just aren't nearly as talented as Aaron Jones. I love the explosiveness and and that burst that he offers. I think there is, in in the realm of his, of, of his outcomes for the season, includes a fringe running back one type season. And I realize that, it could also be a, a running back three type season, even if he's healthy. But that explosiveness is going to show this year. I think he'll grab hold of that opportunity and take that job right away from from Williams. This is the last call to get Aaron Jones on your on your dynasty rosters because at this time next year he's going to be worth a heck of a lot more. Let's move on to the sleeper wide receivers. Matt, who do you have there? I have, again, going back to Denver, I got Manny Sanders, a wide receiver 44 currently. He's playing primarily out of the slot this this preseason, which uh, is a big change from, from last year. We know that Case Keenum likes throwing to the slot. He kind of helped Adam Thielen become a fantasy star. So I think Manny Sanders has got, got wide receiver two upside this season, uh, and that's pretty good for, uh, for wide receiver 44 currently. Yeah, I like that pick. That I saw that on the list here when we did put the agenda together. And I nodded my head and thought, man, that's a good one, especially at that ADP. I went a little bit deeper to one of the guys that Ryan talked about earlier. I went with Kwan Taylor for all the reasons, really, that he mentioned. And he kind of stole my thunder, really, because I, I was going to say the same thing about he and Matthews. I feel like he's going to have the bigger season. Um, maybe not the same at the same level as as Corey Davis there in Tennessee, but I think he can be the second target among those receivers at the very least. And his explosiveness and all those things that Ryan talked about for, that we saw in the preseason, they seem like they're going to translate into the regular season and that could translate to dynasty wins for all of us dynasty owners. Ryan, who'd you take? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I took Taewon Taylor also. <laughs> um, and we, we can just, just move on. We've said enough about Taylor. I really Taylor. like hosting, especially when you already type in what you're going to have to talk about because I can just beat you to the punch at least once in, in a show. Uh, let's go to tight end then, Ryan. Who you got over there? I went with rookie Jordan Aikens for the Texans. We saw the Texans uh, during 
uh, the, the cut downs uh, drop Steven Anderson. I was a little bit surprised by that. Um, they, they've been trying to fix, really, they've been trying to fix this position since, since what, Owen Daniels, right? They haven't, haven't really figured it out since, uh, since him, I don't think, unless I'm forgetting someone. Uh, they took Aikens in the third round. I think a lot of people were surprised by that. He is uh, an older prospect, so not somebody you want to necessarily stash and expect to be able to use for the next 10 or 12 years. Uh, but hopefully that means that maybe he's he's ready to produce right away. I think he'll get an opportunity. Uh, obviously, we're thinking that that will be one of the better offenses in the league, and uh, there, there'll be plenty of defensive attention on DeAndre Hopkins, and, and maybe Aikens will. Uh, get a roll there. He's tied in 43 right now in our ADP with plenty of room to grow. Yeah, I like that. I like that pick for sure. Matt, I like your pick too. Who's that? It's Ricky Seals-Jones. Uh, I, I like Christian Kirk as much as Ryan and the next guy, but I really think that Jones might emerge as that third target in the, the Cardinals passing offense behind, of course, Larry Fitzgerald and, and David Johnson. So uh, Flash last year and, and, you know, about – four or five games that he looked really good. Uh, uh, people rushed to the waiver wire to get him, and then he did nothing the rest of the season. So it's, it's possible he's a flash in the pan, but a converted wide receiver, I think he's got a lot of talent and, and can be a contributor in that offense this season. There are so many potential sleeper tight ends. It seems like once you get out of that top eight or ten, you see a lot of names, whether it's Jack Doyle that, that sits at tight end 16 or, or digging a little deeper. We talked about the rookies with Goddard. And Gisecki, uh, Austin Safarian Jenkins has a little bit of upsize. You mentioned RSJ as well. The list goes on and on. I went a lot deeper and, and I guess a lot older with my selection. A guy that I added to my dynasty rosters earlier in the offseason with Ben Watson in New Orleans. We've seen what he did with Drew Brees already. I think that they just pick up where they left off. Maybe he doesn't catch quite as many touchdowns or twi- quite as many passes but I feel like he can catch just as many touchdowns and just continue to be that red zone presence in a good offense and and uh is certainly streamer worthy a guy worth having on a dynasty roster for sure let's talk a little bit more about ADP here fellas I want to know the most likely top 12 player in, in current ADP to drop out a year from now Matt who you got there this one is so hard because you know that, you know, four to five of these guys are probably going to fall out of it. But it's just so hard looking at the list, like, to, p- to pick any of them. Um, and it seems to me like the most likely has to be Le'Veon Bell, just based on unknown situation going forward. The fact that we all think that he's going to get kind of ridden into the ground this year and, and on his way out of Pittsburgh. So uh, I went with him, but I certainly wouldn't be surprised to, to see him land in a good spot and, and still be in the, the, the first round next season. Yeah, I had the same problem. I couldn't come up with a name I was really comfortable saying, so I went with Bell as well. Ryan, did you go off the beaten path? No, I went with Bell also. Um, He's currently eighth in our overall ADP. But I actually think both Steelers, both he and Antonio Brown, will be outside of the top 12 this time next year in in our ADP. Mm, Wow. We all think Bell is the most likely to fall out of the top 12 in ADP. Who do you think, Ryan, is the most likely to take Bell's place in the top 12 in August of 2018? Or, excuse me, 2019. Obviously, a ton of great choices. Um, The one I went with was Amari Cooper. He's currently 23rd overall, so he... he, uh, 
he was a first rounder for, um, I guess really like all of last season. And then towards the end of, towards the end of the 2017 season is when he started to fall out. So we've already seen him being highly valued by dynasty owners. He is only 24 years old. So I think that's a big, uh, a big piece of it is, uh, is age. We know, we know how that's considered uh, when picking players, especially early. Um, And I expect him to see a, a ton of targets, a ton of opportunity in that Oakland offense this year. So I'll go with Cooper, but I, I see a few uh, real strong possibilities here. Yeah, there there are a lot of them for sure. Matt, who do you have? A surprise, I'm sure. I, I had a three way tie here, and I, I just kind of picked my favorite right now. Uh, one of was the one you picked. The other one was Keenan Allen sitting at, out at 14. Seems pretty likely to end up back in in the first round. Um, but I went with Christian McCaffrey, who is currently 19th overall. Last year, he was running back 10 on. Or sorry, yeah, he was running back 10 on on just 12.3 touches per game. Uh, I, I know the coaches have said 25 to 30 touches a game, and I don't I don't think any of us really think that. But if he gets up to 18, you know, I, I think he can he can really uh, rise up the not only the positional ADP but into that first round and maybe replace that older running back in Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, I've questioned McCaffrey and and if he could continue that trend if he gets a bigger workload and all that. I'm starting to come around on McCaffrey. I could see certainly see that happening and him making that kind of jump. Me, I went with another wide receiver like Ryan, but I went with Devontae Adams. I've been on record saying the I really think Aaron Rodgers is going to sling that thing all over the place. The Packers' offense is going to be strong as as long as he's healthy, and if that takes, or, or if that proves to be true, Devontae Adams is going to be a big time player. He has never had a thousand yard season, and I could see him getting upwards of like twelve hundred, thirteen hundred yards, double digit touchdowns, and that translates into a big time wide receiver one. He'll only be twenty six years old next off season, and that's the kind of wide receiver one dynasty owners like to see so I go with Adams for my most likely to make that jump let's talk about a bust fellas Matt who do you have as your bust uh well I saw who you picked so I I pivoted because that was going to be my choice too but I went with Ronald Jones uh I just 29 carries for 22 yards or something like that this preseason just does not look good I think he is going to need that next coach. Dirk Cutter seems one of the most likely coach coaches in the NFL to, to, to be, not be a coach at this time next year. So I think Jones is going to need that next guy to, to really unlock his talent. And I know nobody wants to, to talk about Peyton Barber, but he has outplayed him on basically every facet of the game this preseason. And I think that he really is going to, if not stay the lead back in that, at least be a, really involved in, in that uh, committee for 2018. So I'll go with Ronald Jones. I like that pick. I considered him as well. I also considered the one that Ryan chose. Who's that, Ryan? Yeah, I chose Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, we already know he has the injury. He's going miss to miss at least two games. Um, despite a, a rough offseason for him with, with that injury concern, he's still 44th overall in our ADP, which um, has, has really been one of the surprises for me as far as collecting and following that data is that he's he's remained – so high in that fourth round range. Um, even even once he gets back, I'm not sure. I, I don't think he's the wide receiver one in Philadelphia. I think that'll probably be probably be Nelson Aguilar this year, uh, and and we know Zach Ertz is going to see plenty of opportunity and targets as well. So I I, I just expect a continued uh, downward trend for Jeffrey. 
Yeah, the guy I chose, I, I took another running back like Matt. I took Rashad Penny, and I've been kind of vocal about Penny and how, how I wasn't – I was really surprised when he was a first-round draft pick. I don't know if his his skills translate quite as well to three-down running back in the NFL as well as a lot of Seattle Seahawks fans and, and Penny believers. And even with this small injury that kept him out of most of the preseason, it seems like Chris Carson just blew right past him. He was impressive in the preseason. And I don't see Carson completely going away barring an injury, even if Penny gets back to health. So if there's a, a disappointment coming in among any of these running backs, I really think it's Penny. And for it to be a guy that is widely considered one of the top rookies being taken as high as second overall in rookie drafts, I think those uh, those dynasty owners might be in for a long season with that top draft pick. Let's talk about the most valuable player. At least the most valuable fantasy player, Matt. Who you got there? I went with Melvin Gordon, and I did that because he is going basically a full round later than the guy you the guy you two picked. Um, I, I think that's a fine pick too, but to be able to get that that kind of top five running back upside for 2018 in, in the middle of the second round, I, every time I look at this Chargers team, I just see more good things for Gordon. I think this is going to be his best year as a pro, uh, and that Chargers offense I think is going to be really good this season. So uh, I went with Gordon just based on the price difference between he and your selection. Yeah, I uh, I can't argue with that one for sure. That offense is going to go through him, uh, whether it be on third down as a pass catcher or on first or second down as a runner. Ryan, you and I share a brain on this one as well. Why don't you tell us who it is? Sure, we, we both chose David Johnson, um, and I, I do really like the Melvin Gordon uh, selection. I actually... Uh, I actually went with him at first and then kind of changed my mind. But uh, Johnson, for me, in a redraft league, he's my 1.01. I think he is uh, he, he's going to come back strong. I have really have no concerns about the injury. And uh, we've talked about it on here before, and he's talked about it quite a bit, that 1,000-1,000 that goal that he has as far as 1,000 yards, both rushing and receiving, I think he could really get that this season. Um, so I went with David Johnson. Yeah, and the, th- the only thing I'll add to that is we're talking about a tailback that missed most, almost all of last season with a wrist injury. We're not talking about a knee injury or, or some lower lower body injury that could affect how he runs the football. I I concur completely. Johnson is going to catch and run, and it might not even be 1,000-1,000. It could be like 1,500 and 1,000, and that's an MVP if I've ever seen one. Let's talk Dark Horse MVP, like an outsider that could go win it that nobody's really expecting. Ryan, who you got there? Well, I mentioned that I originally chose Melvin Gordon for my fantasy MVP and then uh, actually pushed him down to this category as far as the dark horse. Um, and you might not consider him a dark horse, but as as Matt kind of mentioned earlier, he really seems to get no respect in in Dynasty Leagues. Uh, the production that, that he's given us the past couple seasons and he's still available in the middle or, or late part of the second round. Um, he, he seems like a, a just an amazing value at that point. Uh, so, and then as far as my reasoning, just kind of everything Matt said. <laughs> okay, Matt, you apparently are brilliant. So who's That's your the first time anyone's MVP? ever said that, by the way. <laughs> so, uh, I, I went deep, you guys. I went with Chris Hogan. Uh, 
I think he's going to be far and away the wide receiver one in that Tom Brady offense. The other options are just just disgusting. I know they just picked up Amara Darbo and Chad Hansen, and maybe they latch on. But prior to that, the only other two receivers on the roster were Corderell Patterson and Philip Dorsett. So uh, I just it's, it seems like he's going to be he's going to run away with that job. And and I know Edelman's coming back, but 32 year old coming off an injury and coming off of a, a PED suspension is usually not kind to those guys. So uh, I like Hogan a lot this season, and I think he, he it could easily end up as a low end wide receiver one in terms of overall production at the end of the year. Yeah, I like Hogan. I don't know if I like him so much to call him a dark horse fantasy MVP candidate, but of course I picked Devontae Parker in that uh, category <laughs> a year ago, Ooh. so what do I know? So, so I guess you can take the guy that I choose with a grain of salt. I went with Gronk, and I think everybody knows why. Gronk, the you know the guy who has the potential to catch a touchdown in every game, uh, he's the kind of guy that can carry a dynasty roster. I know the injuries are there. That's why he's a dark horse. That's why he's now a third-round startup pick rather than a late first or even early second round pick. Still only 29 years old, but he is still so good. And I could see him, the offense, or at least the passing game in New England running through him. Just like you say with with your selection, Matt, with Hogan, I, I just feel like that passing game has to go somewhere, and Gronk's going to get a big share of it, especially in the red zone. We have one more fantasy prediction before we move on to our NFL forecasting. Guys, we started the DLF Dynasty Podcast Listener League. There's 12 of us in the league. Matt, who you got as your winner of that league this Come week? on, come on, Dan. You've got five top 24 uh, players on I, this team. I do? Yeah, you certainly <laughs> do. At a super flex... Cam Newton, Leonard Fournette, Melvin Gordon, Antonio Brown, Michael Thomas. And then at tight end, you only have Zach Ertz. So I guess you could throw him there if we're talking about tight end premium also. So I I, I don't really think it's that close. I think you're running away with this one, pal. Oh, man. Ryan, who do you think is going to (laughs) win? I hate you, Dan. Um... For, for the listeners that can't see, Dan just made a little, like, I don't know what to call it, but a little, like, smirk yes. as he said that because he knew, he knew that, that this was the only answer. I did not pick Dan. <laughs> I just want it to be known. I've never predicted that I'm going to win or said I am going to win that league. There are a few good league teams in that league. Uh, I was extremely fortunate to get high draft picks in many of those drafts that we held over the offseason. So I will say it's it, it's certainly a good team. I'm going to take Shecky, though. He's got a really good roster as well. I think he's got a chance to come out on top. Let's move on to the NFL predictions, guys. This one's a lot of fun. I know if, if our listeners have been tuning in over the last handful of weeks, you've heard us choose our division winners, our division champs. So we're going to skip those in this episode, and we'll go right to our championship game and Super Bowl predictions to, to wrap things up. We'll also talk about the NFL MVP. So let's start in the AFC, Matt. Who do you think plays in the AFC championship game in 2018? I went with the Chargers. I mentioned them for the uh, talking about their offense. I just think it's an incredible offense. Their defense, I think, is finally coming together with those bookends and and Bosom and Ingram. Their their secondary is really good. They added another talented guy in Derwin James this offseason to that secondary. the The linebackers are a little bit squishy, I guess, but combined with that that ridiculous line, 
uh, and uh, the the secondary plus that explosive offense. I really think that they're going to be there at the end. And then the Steelers, this is kind of the last hurrah, right, guys? This is the last time we're going to see Antonio Brown, Ben Roethlisberger, and and Le'Veon Bell all play together. And it hasn't come together for them yet, but uh, they have uh, Juju there now established. James Washington, I think, uh, could have been a, a dark horse for, for rookie of the year or, or fantasy sleeper, whatever, whatever that category was we talked about at the beginning. Uh, <laughs> so I, I really think that this is the year for them coming out. Um, so Chargers Steelers uh, f- for the for the uh, for the AFC Championship with the Steelers taking it. So you got the Steelers in the Super Bowl. We'll wait for your pick on who comes out on top in the Super Bowl. Ryan, who do you have coming or at least entering the AFC Championship game, and who comes out on top? Yeah, I guess I guess Matt forgot the Patriots are in the AFC, but I went with them. Um, it's just it's hard to see them. Um, it's hard to see them not in that AFC Championship game because basically already before the season even begins, we know they're going to have a great record thanks to uh, that that division they're in uh, and getting to play those teams a couple times each. Uh, which which gives them home field. So I'm feeling pretty confident about the Pats. I also went with the Texans. Uh, of course, had had kind of all the makings last year, and then injuries really derailed their season. Not only Deshaun Watson, but J.J. Uh, Watt and and a couple other players on the defense. So I think they will uh, kind of put it all together. But I'll stick with the Patriots to come out of the AFC. I had a really hard time with this one. I went with the Patriots as well for the same logic you use. They're going to have a home field advantage. It's tough to win in Foxborough, especially in January. But picking that second team was really difficult. And me as a football fan, I always go back to defense. And, And premier defenses can carry teams. We saw it last year with that Jaguars defense. They were so young. I think they got a taste of everything a year ago. So I'm going to pick the Jaguars to play the Patriots in New England and beat the Pats in a close game to go to the Super Bowl. Let's go to the NFC. I guess I'll start this one off because you guys picked the same team as me as one of your NFC Uh, championship game entries. So I might as well beat you to the punch since I have the control. I took the New Orleans Saints. I love that defense as well. Uh, They're up and coming. And any team with Drew Brees at the helm and and Kamara and Thomas and all the weapons that they have, I I just love what they're doing down in New Orleans. I think it all comes together this year. I put them playing the Rams, another difficult decision. I went back and forth between the Rams and the Vikings, but settled on the Rams because even though that Vikings defense is so strong, I feel like the Vikings will have to go on the road in the playoffs, and I don't know if they could go to L.A. or to New Orleans and win uh, against those tough teams as well. So it's Saints and Rams for me, and I took Drew Brees and the Saints going to the Super Bowl to take on the Jags. Ryan, who you got coming out of the NFC? I went with the Saints as well. I think uh, this is this is not something new. We've heard this kind of this narrative or, or this, this discussion before that they seem to be all in for this season. They have already traded uh, their their future first rounder to move up to get Davenport. They traded a third rounder just last week to get Teddy Bridgewater, which is um, not only a move for the future as as Breeze nears the end of his career, but it's also great insurance for any type of Breeze injury this year. Everything they've done has has told me 
they understand their place in the league. They know they are ready, and I think they're ready. I went with the Saints. I also am going to try to jinx your all's Packers. I went with the Packers <laughs> to also make the NFC Championship. Um, injuries, of course, killed their season last year as well with Aaron Rodgers missing the majority of it. I think he'll be back. I think he'll have a big season. Neither one of those are surprises. So I went Saints-Packers with the Saints going to the Super Bowl. Mm, I hope you're right. I'd rather be wrong with my Saints-Rams prediction and you be right with yours. Matt, did you take the pack as well? I did not. I don't, I'm, I'm not setting myself up for disappointment. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're still going to be disappointed. I know. But there, there, there's legit eight teams in this in this conference in the NFC that I think I would not be surprised to see in the Super Bowl. Um, but I picked the same team, two teams as you, Dan, the Saints, and then I went with the Rams as well. But I have the Rams going to the Super Bowl over the Saints, primarily because of that defense. Um, and I, I just think they'll be able to, to, to control a little bit of what the Saints do best on offense. So I went that direction. Mm, I like it. I think the Rams are going to be good. I love that defense as well. So I have the Jags and the Saints. Matt, you have the Steelers and the Rams. Ryan, the Patriots and the Saints. Ryan, who wins the Super Bowl in February? I, I'm going with the Saints. Again, Every everything I just said, I think they know this is the year, and I think they're going to get it done. Oh, couldn't agree more. I, 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 I believe in them. They're all in. They're, they're like us with our dynasty teams, right? When you know it's time, you trade that future one. You go after it. You get the piece you're missing. I think they might have pulled it off, and I'm going to go with the Saints as well. Matt, do you have the Rams or the Steelers? Super Bowl I, champs. I, I picked the Steelers. I know I literally just said defense is, is going to be the, the reason why the Rams make it over the Saints, but I just think that that offense that the Steelers have is, is just too powerful even for that Rams defense. So uh, I went with Steelers, but I could easily be persuaded to, to take the Saints. I think there's, there's about four teams that, that none of us would really be surprised if they're the champions next year. No doubt. Last question, last prediction. Before NFL football kicks off this year, fellas, Matt, who do you have for NFL MVP? I'm going back to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I, I will pick a Packer this time. Uh, I just, I mean, that, I mean, we saw what happened last year and the last time he was injured, that team just literally falls apart without Rodgers. Uh, and if the, the Packers are going to do anything, it's going to be because of him. So uh, you can't pick a really pick a non-quarterback at this for this award. So I'll, I'll go with the hometown hero and Aaron Rodgers. Brian, who you got? I had Rodgers as well, uh, again, for many of the reasons that, that Matt mentioned there. Uh, just just see a big a big season for him. It's a clean sweep. 4,500 yards, 50 touchdowns this year. Ooh. It's going to be 50. You upped your bid. to watch every one of them. You upped it from 45 to 50. I was right, at 45 man. earlier. I'm a believer. Adams <laughs> is going to be a monster this year. He's, he's going – Big time, and uh, Rodgers will just keep throwing it up to him because he'll have to. I don't know if that defense is going to be good enough, even even with those young defensive backs. So that's it for the preseason, guys. We're done. No more preseason. No more predictions. None of that stuff is left. We got real football coming up this week. Guys, I hope you enjoyed our, our preseason shows. I hope you enjoyed the off season, but we're going to be talking about real football come next week. For Matt and Ryan, I am Dan. We'll catch you again next week on the DLF Dynasty Podcast.